Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, (laughs) This is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Well, you better be because we're live in three, two, and one. Hello and welcome to Cozy Conversations. Hello, everybody. With Michelle, that's Michelle. Yep, that would be me. And I'm Lauren. Hey, Lauren. (laughs) You're looking good over there. Thank you. I'm so cozy. You know, I first thing I woke up with a lot of determination for self-care today. Oh. So I tended to some things. What did you do? I did a 30-minute YouTube yoga class. Found this girl, uh, Yoga with Adrienne. Phenomenal. First time? First time taking her class. She, I read about her in the New York Times, and I love her presence and how she chat like chats with you you feel like you're in the same class with her I feel very connected to her teaching I feel like we are aligned in that way that that I think would be an important component in this this uh at home yoga experience she's been doing this for years she's got like a three million followers or something dang yeah I know oh she's legit she's so great um highly recommend her but she's she was a, ahead of the game. She she must have known a pandemic was coming. Yeah, smart lady. Well, you were uh, taking care of your self care. <laughs> I was a short order chef in the kitchen. I made three different breakfasts. Really? For That's everyone self caring for others. Yep. And then I and then I ditched my yoga class to prepare for this. So I give myself an F. An F. Well, that's the thing. I woke up. I've been waking up with a mountain of laundry, clean, but unfolded, just sitting there waiting. And I was like, why am I being so, why, what, what's the, the reluctance? So last night before putting any of that away, I cleaned out a shit ton of my drawers. Mm. And then I, I think it was like saying like, don't put anything else in here until you get rid of stuff you haven't worn since 1994. Did you Marie Kondo fold everything when you no, put it back? No, I didn't. I kn- no, okay. I didn't, but I thought about it. <laughs> I suffer from the same, my laundry sits in a basket, um, Four days, several days. Yeah. It's a, it's not a great space to be. It doesn't help the mindset when you're surrounded by piles of clothes that should be put away. That's my point. So yeah. last night when I finally put them away, it was like easier to wake up, like start the day, feeling ready to go. I could throw out my mat with no clothes everywhere. Yeah. Anthony got me this awesome meditation, like cushion. It was on my wish list, like, I was in, say, but it's okay. also on the yo- our yoga essential guide. I, I saw it, I read the reviews, and so I put it on there, but now I have it, and I'm using it, and it is a game fucking changer. Why? Because because it just uh, provides a comfortable space for you to quiet yourself? Well, the that it plays a smaller role. It's because of the physical part part of it. Like, you sit on it, and you put your, like, sit bones towards the end of it, so your knees dip down, and okay. your spine lengthens. It is, so just, like, ergonomically or, or like, anatomy-wise, yeah. it helps that part which for me I feel like I need to get that under control and it feels like too you're getting your chakras in line I look have... like a poster child for that right yeah sure <laughs> for a chakra poster that sounds I'll, I'll show lovely. you you're gonna it's gonna knock your socks off I want to see it I, I'll show it to okay you. I want to try to sit in it because I'm, I got a little space you'll that see okay 
So Michelle, today yes. um, we're doing a taste test. Actually, it's just Michelle that's doing the taste test because I created this. You know how these things taste. I know exactly how they taste. I have a critique for one and Michelle's going to accompany the, I made the candy cane peppermint sugar cookie, which looks from like scratch. it's from a bakery. Pain in the ass to make. Do I get to try it right now? Yeah, while you're trying okay, it, while go you for talk. it. Yeah. Okay. So I made these yesterday. I took a two milligram Mindy's edible. At first, I thought that was a great idea. Then it was a bad idea, but then it got good again. So tell me, what do you think about it? I see her chewing on it. It's good. I like it for it being peppermint. It's perfectly crunchy. Uh -huh. It's not too crunchy. No, I hate too crunchy. It's not too pepperminty. It's the perfect amount. It's a good like sugar cookie with a splash of peppermint. I like it. You taste the for salt? People, I do. For people that don't like peppermint, like Lauren, I told you, I would never pick this up off a cookie tray. That is my number one cookie I go for in a cookie tray. Couldn't be more so opposite. Which yours? Anything with chocolate. I like that, but this is like, I think it's also because you don't, no one's whipping out candy canes in July. Nobody is spinning two different <laughs> color doughs, braiding dough, and making cute it cookies pain in, in the ass, But it's very meditative because you have to, it's, it's, it's kind of good, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it has a little bit of the biscotti uh, mm -hmm. texture to it. Subtle flavor, delish. Okay, good. Okay, good thank you. Now so that was time. a win. That actually, that recipe's on the blog. Michelle is now going to try, this is a Trader Joe's cookie mix, and I don't know how, do well? Oh, yeah. That's your, that's more I your, can get behind this. How fucked up. The texture. It's a spice cookie. It's a spice cookie, yes. It's a German spice cookie. Michelle, that's the word up there. Let's try it. I'll go first. Pfeiffenus. Pfeiffenusi. Oh, Pfeiffenusi. I think it's Pfeiffenusi yes. or something. And it has a cross stitch. It's a really cute box. All you need is a stick of butter and one egg. And see you later. Delicious. Perfect with my cortado. Is that what I'm drinking right now? You're drinking kind of. Yeah, you, you of. are. You're like, you're drinking like a, a honey, a cinnamon honey oat yep. milk cortado. Yep. That spice cookie also goes fabulously with my mulled wine recipe. I'm oh, going to just tell you that. Which is delicious. That is the next time I'm going to have that cookie. Yeah. With some warm, warm I wine. I think it was like a 20-minute bake. No big deal. I feel so fest. Like that, <laughs> those flavors just really, I, I've just. Did it put you in your space? I'm in a festive space. All right. I'm in a festive space. Ba la 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 la. <laughs> ba la 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 la. What's your favorite Christmas carol? We may have talked about this. I don't care though. Um, if I'm going really cheesy, like if there's a Christmas carol that really just makes me want to like show my boobs, oh, it would be Mariah Carey's. Which song. one? All I want. All I want. I just it makes me <laughs> want to show your boobs. Yes. Um, and then I think because I'm horrible when you put me on the spot, but basically every song in the Home Alone soundtrack. Oh, that is a wonderful soundtrack. No, those Christmas tunes really do it for me. No, let me like there's that one by Tom Petty, Christmas All Over Again. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> All Over again. again. I love that one. Yeah. Do any okay? So the reason I was asking you, my a friend of mine, Rachel Hudson, she's a uh, yoga fellow yoga instructor. She put out on Facebook. I think she said Silent Night like makes her weep, and she said, you know, does anyone else have this problem? And nope. I said, not that song. No, nope. which one? Oh, Holy Night, and Ave Maria, which is not necessarily a Christmas song, but it was 
on a Christmas uh, playlist I listened to the other day. It was a jazz-styled Ave Maria. Oh, jazz-styled. <laughs> this is the deal. Mi- Christmas for us growing up, our mom would, we would go to Midnight Mass. I hated going to church every other day of the week, every other Sunday of the year. The forcing of the Midnight Mass was a family tradition in our house. Force. It was a forced event. And (laughs) many people were probably under the influence. I remember years of ants that probably hadn't stepped foot inside a church. I don't know. Falling asleep. Oh my God, I love it. Falling asleep. But the best part of Midnight Mass for Christmas, well, that too, (laughs) the Christmas (laughs) Mass was the music. Of course. That was the part that I love because they do it up with the choir. They do. There's all kinds of accompaniment with some music. Flair. There's total flair. Bells. That triangle. Yes. Oh, tons of tri- horns. A lot of horns. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, that's a good memory. Do you remember when our sister Nikki? I don't know if you were. You were. I don't. You weren't in college. Maybe. No. They got really drunk and then they wore mom's furs to midnight mass. Yes. Furs. Mom's no. like Joan Collins, big shoulder padded. Yes, yes, I do remember. Was that the same night they went and removed some decor from people's lawns and then mom yeah. made them return yeah, it all back? We'll tell you guys about how our mom, what kind of woman this she was. This is how she rolled. This is how she was. So one night, well, I woke up in the morning to my mom hollering because she had opened up the garage door. Yep. And she, what she found in there Goddamn was a... Goddamn full nativity scene. <laughs> nativity <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Trust me, there would have been an inflatable back there if yeah. we had the men... One of our sisters shall remain nameless. Yes, you can take a guess. Um, went on a driving spree with with her friend Sarah, and they um, they they stole. They stole <laughs> a lot. So, but June, including including baby baby Jesus, baby Jesus <laughs> which was the best part. Which reminds me of a great holiday movie we're going to talk about later one day. The Ref. Put that out there, you guys. So my God, mom, you've given great holiday. The ref racks. starring Kevin Spacey. Ugh, uh, but Dennis Dennis Leary, what's his name? Yeah, um, such a freaking great. Is it film. a holiday flick? It is. It's a sleeper. Oh, okay. you guys, the ref. It's so good. Watching it this week, maybe tonight. It's probably not for kids. It's so funny. That's fine. You'll you'll enjoy it. So my mom realizes, our mom June realizes that now not only did she steal everything, but now we got sweet baby Jesus. But listen, Lauren, she probably doesn't realize. <laughs> she probably didn't like stumble into the garage like with a bag of garbage. Nicole probably was like, didn't she tell her? She filled up, I don't know, they filled up the Ford Escort. <laughs> okay. so, so then my mom forces Nicole to tell them which houses they, they stole these things from. And then mom and her best friend Lee yep. Drove around town and returned everything to their rightful owner. (laughs) This is a Christmas miracle. (laughs) That was a typical holiday event. Yep, screaming, hooting, and hollering while someone's chain smoking on the third floor. (laughs) Such good times. (laughs) Such good times. So, Michelle, I wanted to catch up with you and tell you about um, the bonfire I held. I held a book book club bonfire this weekend. First time doing this, but not the bonfire. Not the bonfire. No, but I went through four like barrels of wood wow we're burning shit you are a burner i'm a burner it was a great little it was actually a lot of covid scares so it was just three of us out of six of us some people were <laughs> they exposed. were worried yep so they didn't come well but thank you to them thank for you to being them thoughtful for, i agree and considerate thank you um but i got something i showed it to you no worries ma'am i got the my husband sneaking out and stealing some cookies hey anthony hey quiet on set quiet on set <laughs> 
I got that little crock pot, Michelle. Couldn't be cuter. And I didn't thank you. And I didn't want people coming in and out of the house for a COVID and just shoes and shit on my floor. Yeah. So I got this little crock pot, had it outside so they can get up and help themselves when they wanted it. Well, what a brilliant idea. Michelle, I went for what you had that's that the the what do you call it the drink canister canister where you push down oh, on yeah, the top the, that keeps stuff hot they didn't have that at target i went for that but that's that was my backup so i got that and now you guys it's sitting yeah. on my my counter warming our lunch wa- warming your lunch i like Can't, to feed aren't you. you but aren't you gonna eat with me yeah but i like to sing it's for you i know you <laughs> when i come here you're like i like having food for you i like when you have food for me it's fun it's so good and I feel like it's my daily dose of vegetables because when (laughs) I go home there is a strong possibility I'm going to eat the scraps of a hot dog off someone's yes lips lips and assholes (laughs) down the hatch that's what her mom would call (laughs) um so no, I thank you for my You're welcome. vegetable blast. Michelle, I wanted to ask you, yesterday while on the phone, you, you said to Mia, you were like, did you eat fruit? What's going on? I'm, Unless you don't want to talk no, about it. No, I think that I need to find a sugar, you know, like an Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, for? I need to find an S-A, sugar-aholic. So what has she taken down? Um, just anything in the form of processed sugar before, during, and after every meal. <laughs> it's gotten to a place where I feel as though it's out of control. So now I'm just doing what parents do, negotiating some sense into them. And my plea is, please, for the love of God, when you eat that pile of poo, yeah, can you please like, also choose something nutritious to balance like it out? Like to chase it with. So yesterday was a 50-50 day, and we ended the evening. I made an instant – I tested Mm. my navy bean soup recipe in the Instant Pot, which was a success. It was delicious. It was so good. Cozy. And my kids loved that soup and took it down. So I knew that they were – So she got that healthy, that healthy, cozy meal. And then afterwards, she went and I think made herself a hot chocolate bomb (laughs) and then might have had an ice cream – Okay, well, let me ask you this. This is not me judging. This is me not knowing what I would do in this situation. Why bring home the hot chocolate bombs and the mini ice cream cones if you're trying to deter her from eating it? Because maybe mom likes to have one of those (laughs) things for a snack, too. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Michelle, I have to tell you, I just, I created a drink over here, and it's really delightful. I thought maybe you were drinking a little grapefruit and tequila. I, like a Paloma. Yeah. Yum. No, this is, I had only like a little bit of sparkling water left, and I wanted like a full glass for the show. So I topped it with some grapefruit juice, and it's kind of like a spindrift. Do you oh, know that? Oh, yes. Better, but I better. bet. I bet it would be. better. That looks really good. Hot tip. Hot tip. Oh, hot tip. Hot tip. No, 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 not tips. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> hot tip. The grapefruit juice from Trader Joe's is by far bar, bar none. Bar none. Bar none. Wow, grandma. The best. <laughs> okay. I see. I have such a hard time buying juice. Again, it's an added an added sugar in the home it is. and back in the day but even if it's just freshly squeezed no they don't it? like th- they don't throw any shit in here oh it's like fresh juice oh yeah i don't what do you think i'm bringing in here i don't know tropicana no <laughs> hell no <laughs> all right michelle i'm yeah. so excited to talk about a couple all of these topics we have good today. good topics yeah we we're coming at you with a strong show today strong show so we're going to go right into these This Just In. So we've got three This Just Ins. We're going to cover a couple current event things, including Michelle's dry ass feet. 
never that's ending. Not, that's just current. <laughs> that's just an all year round problem. And then we're going to dive in deep, hot topic. Ready? Get your panties on. <laughs> <laughs> or take them off. <laughs> Either way, because we're going we're going real chipper. We're talking grief, the holidays, and a pandemic. Yeah, so we're going up and down. Yep, and all up and around. down. Yep, there you go. So Michelle, let's dive in. This just in. This just in. And spoiler alert: I want to put this out there right yep. now. We might talk about um, how some of the stuff ends from the show, The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman. Oh my god! Right off the bat, I'm, I've got some bio. Some. Um, Facts, fun facts here about the show. But okay. Did you like it, The Undoing? Yes, I did. Out of five stars, how many would you give it? I would give it three and a half. Okay, Michelle, that's a kind of a mediocre score. That's what I was going to give well, it. Well, uh, because, and I'm excited to talk to you about this, because I feel like you and I look at movies and grade them for different reasons. True. Okay? I grade a movie based on... Am I captivated by it? Do I, is it keeping me drawn in? Mm. Do I not want it to end? I understand. Am I entertained? Okay. Where I feel like you come from it in a more, you're looking at it from like a technical, directorial, from a creative, creative. Aspect, yes. So like, while you're judging some of those things, I'm just looking to turn my brain off. Yeah, and, no, okay, yeah, totally. You put you know, that, you hit the nail on the head how okay. we both look at film. Okay. I would give it like a three, three and a half due to the, some of the things you named. Like some of the acting was really bothersome to me. I thought there were some moments that they planned in it where I, for example, um, without ruining the show, where the weapon was found. I mean, come on. I'm like, listen, those folks live in a mansion somewhere in New York City. First of all, A, homeboy's clothes aren't going to be in a pile on the ground because the maid's going to make sure they're being clean. Exactly. I'm like, that was bugging me. It was. It bugs me, too. And the thing about this film, too, is that it is an adaptation of a book, Michelle, which I didn't know that. It's an adaptation of Gene Hamp's Corlitz's 2014 fifth novel, You Should Have Known. Yep. And I like that title because I'll tell you what, from the first episode, I think you told me a friend said, watch the first and the last episode, you'll know what happened. I felt like that. Like, I, I know. I, I knew who it was from the beginning, but then I wanted to, I questioned a couple things in between. Like, you guys, let's be honest, the, the son didn't do it. There, I said it. I like, would he get on a step stool? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Didn't you think that his obsession with watching his parents' high-profile murder case that they were involved in unravel that didn't on even, TV? That did not even cross my mind. See, for me, I was like, I spend my life trying to keep my kids off of their devices, and these folks are just letting their kid just take in every, sto every saucy ounce. story on the news. I was surprised by that, but I didn't think that he was obsessed with it. I figured he wants to know if his dad or mom or who killed this woman. I just let it dangle there for a second. I didn't think that he did, but for a moment I'm like, are we going there? They did that. That was the thing. They were making you think it was everybody else. True. True. Another fun fact about this um, this show, Michelle. You know the beginning. The Lauren, you have it. I was you hoping that you wouldn't know I this. I saw it. Did you know it was her? Okay, I so recognize. So the opening song, "Dream a Little Dream of Me," yeah, is sung by Nicole Kidman. And she didn't want to do it at first. Well, I think her response was hilarious. What did she say? They, the director said, "Will you do this?" And she said, "Absolutely not." How will I get to a studio during a pandemic? And then she was like, "Oh wait, I have a studio in my house. My <laughs> husband's a singer. Yeah, I can do it." 
And I recognize her voice from Moulin Rouge, which you probably That's have never right. seen. No, not my kind of movie. See? Michelle, stop it right now. I love that. <laughs> I knew it without even looking it up. That's my only point for you. That's it? That's it. That's all I got, so keep coming. Okay, a couple other fun facts. The Reardon School, which was heavily featured in The Undoing, which is the school where the sun went yes. and where this whole kind of mess kind of started as well. It was shot at the same courtyard and building as Constant Billard School for Girls, St. Jude's School for Boys, from the CW's Gossip Girl. Oh. I, I want, I've been told I need to get into that show. I might, like, binge that over the winter. Are those episodes, are those hour-long episodes, or is it more of a sitcom type thing? Like a half an hour? Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. I would be. I just, that, that one doesn't do it for me. I've never been into that. That's with Blake Lively, right? And Penn? Yes. Something? That is. Okay. Yeah. And the kid from You, which oh. stupid show. Yes, yeah, stupid. But people love it. But people love I it. I tried to watch it's it. Not my, same with me. Um, lastly, there may be a second season. There's a little bit of talk about that. I'll but watch it. I mean, if there is. Here's the problem I had. Like, it was so in your face, the acting and the woman that was murdered, her behavior at the beginning. It was like... What are you doing? What? Why are you standing? There's a scene where Nicole Kidman is sitting down, and she's has and her she's, moth in her face. Has her, <laughs> her beaver is beaver. in her nose. I mean, are we serious? Now, my thought is, if some, oh, if a woman came to speak to me, listen, I'm all about like be naked, but like let's like meet at different like eye level. Like, I see your lips, not and not the ones that are talking. So I would have said, now, would you have said something? Because I would have said, like, do you mind if, can you have a seat next to me? Like, this is, or I'd be like, can I hand you, like, a fig leaf <laughs> or, like, some sort of palm frond to cover yourself? Because I just feel like maybe you'd be more comfortable since we barely know each other. Well, I would wonder if she was cold. Well, I think you could judge. You could tell <laughs> the temperature. Tell. <laughs> Smuggling raisins. I mean, it was... I, I think that is it a great show to watch and get out of the way? Yes. Hey, is it everyone's fun? doing? Don't it. you think it was kind of fun to see Hugh Grant opposite Nicole Kidman? Yes. Um, in a and role. Donald Sutherland and Donald Sutherland. Yes, who that was his second time playing Nicole Kidman's father. What figure. was the first? I don't remember the film's name. Ugh, when he got angry and got up to fake try to beat up Hugh Grant. I know. I like that. I I was like, he's gonna break his hip. <laughs> Get back to the. Was he really playing the piano? Do you know that? I don't know that. Probably not. That's not going to be my guess. Maybe, but he might be a wonderful pianist. Donald Sutherland's eyebrows gave me hope for Ryan's. <gasps> oh God, I saw how long they were. They they really wanted to. Why don't get they those just trim them? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I would watch it. It's good for the binge. Also. I want to wrap up. We've talked about before. Murder on Middle Beach. The finale was out on Sunday. Everyone is raving about this show. The reason why it's so good, there's a cliffhanger. And this is a, a true, this is a documentary series. Also, I believe on HBO about a, another murder of a mom. And uh, it's, it's, it's emotional and it's frustrating because it's an open case. And this kid can't get answers for who killed his freaking mom. And mm. he is investigating his whole family. Mm. Watch it. Okay. Okay. Will do. So moving right along from murdering moms, that's such a sad thing to say. Sorry about that. Um, We're taking a right turn. We're taking a hard right hard because right. Michelle wants to talk about her fucked up feet. Affliction. <laughs> it's a it's a health condition. What is the name of it? It's, well, I actually can tell you what the name of it is, but I want to tell you why I want to talk about this. Please. Yesterday, I was mindlessly scrolling on Facebook, and I saw a woman <laughs> who I immediately connected with. Your hero. Plea for help. 
reaching out to the world, stating how it's only December. How can her feet be this dry already? Um, is there what are people using to alleviate this problem? Well, first of all, I want to say that I now know that I'm not the only one that is suffering in silence from this because there were <laughs> a lot of comments. And I'm sorry, not, I'm not laughing at the 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 affliction y'all are suffering from, but I didn't realize that you were suffering in silence. <laughs> suffering in silence, stressing at yoga class, picking oh, a back row so people can't see either what my feet look like or what I've done to them. Wait, wait what do you mean? I can imagine what they look like because they're dry AF. Okay, well, what some, have you done to well, them? Well, sometimes they crack. You should not pick that shit. Okay, this is the deal. First of all, there is a medical term for this. Please tell me. Okay. The medical term for really, really bad dry skin. <laughs> I hope you're not eating right now, everyone. <laughs> is called cirrhosis. X it's spelled X E R O S I S. Cirrhosis and not cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. And this is just for feet for, skin? No, for excessive dry skin. But there is a medical term for cracked heels. AKA, I call it limping season. <laughs> oh, sorry, you're gonna have to edit that laugh. I'm so <laughs> and I have you're a friend so in pain because they hurt so bad you limp. And I have a good friend. I will keep her name nameless. But this she is a mystery shout out. That's a different person. <laughs> but this other friend and I, we text each other during limping season because we have known secretly that we suffer from this. Anyway, it's called the cracked heels. Medical term is called keratoderma plantare. Sulcutum. Oh, God, that's a mouthful. Probably butchered it. But at least now, ladies or gents, if you're listening in and you suffer from this, there it is. You can attach that to it, the causes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found a few. Prolonged <laughs> standing. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm not standing for any that's excessive amount of time. That's not my problem. That's not your problem. Obesity can cause the dryness due to, like, the pressure in different areas on your feet. That's not it. Open back shoes or sandals. Ding, ding, Birkenstocks. ding. Birkenstocks. <laughs> Morning, noon, and night is not Even help. during the winter? Yeah, you know, I've got some slippers with no uh, backs. Michelle, I can see you putting on, like, really cute woolen socks wearing Birkenstocks on a cold day. I mean, I did it in the 90s. Why wouldn't Why I do not it now? now? I think that's a good one to bring back. I, I think it is kind of bad. It's kind of cute. So what are you going to, what do you do? Like, are they peeling right? Are we limping right now? <sighs> no, they're just really dry. So that was the thing that, so this thread, I was like, holy crap, people are bombarding. And there were some suggestions. I'm like, nope, tried it. Vaseline, sock over the I've foot done at that. night, doesn't work. Um, Yours must be bad because that works for me. No. I mean, guys. Lauren, I have a che I have a Parmesan cheese grater in I'm my shower. Up. I'm I too I throw it? up every I'm time gonna, I oh use it. Oh my god! I throw up every time I use it. Okay, my mouth just I, the the glands. Started. One of my good friends, Jamie Bonavere, sent me a text. She said, "Why don't you try the Amopi Petty Perfect Wet Dry Electronic Pedicure Foot Pile?" Wow, that's another mouthful. Yeah, and you know what I told her? What that ain't gonna do shit for my heels. I need the high grade equipment they used in the movie dumb and dumber <laughs> for those toes for the heels for the michelle you i think you need to try the baby foot peel it came highly recommended by several people i've done it and it completely removed your dry skin well my feet aren't i don't have a, a dry no. i mean they're a little dry but they're i mean they're not like you're they're supple. not a baby's butt but you're they're supple. not i'm not limping no you are not no 
I used it and I made a mistake because I sh- I'm so I was teaching yoga at that time. Well, in the studio, you you have to walk around kind of barefoot all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can wear socks in your home if you're going to do this peel. But your the skin flakes and falls off. I had a yoga teacher just recently do it, and she apologized to the class. She's like, "You guys, I'm really sorry. I was My doing feet the look same really thing. weird right now. It's because I did this baby foot peel. Same thing. I had to do. I was like, I'm sorry that it looks like I have leprosy, but it it works." It works. Now, you might need a couple applications. Oh, my God. I did read. It says, like, should I sleep with my, can I sleep with this peel on? And they recommend you do not go over the hour that you're supposed to wear it. What is it, like, heel acid? It smells like acid. Oh, that's probably what it's. There's a lot going on there. Does it burn or hurt? I don't, I don't have any recollection of burning or pain. I mean, I've built up my pain tolerance. I can handle it. You literally might not feel it because you (laughs) have such, what Nicole, our sister Nicole calls Michelle's feet. Chilean moccasins. I can walk on hot lava. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, so I really give credit to that lady though, who was was brave, brave enough to brave enough. Yeah, because many weren't. I received a text from somebody on who, the side who wanted to keep her. Um, uh, she wanted to be anonymous. She wanted to remain anonymous. She wanted to be remain anonymous. Oh my God, she wanted to remain anonymous, but she said that her dermatologist. After she looked at her feet with an appalled look, oh, pres- how, and I said rude, <laughs> <That's> rude. <laughs> prescribed or suggested amlactin foot repair, and she recommended that to me. So I'm going to try a couple of these, and we're going to get back to you. you. Do you know that I used to work on the PR account for amlactin? No. Yes. Do you use any of their products now? Anthony used his pro- their products for for quite some time. For he has eczema. Yes. So he would use it for it's a very thick emollient like cream. We put it on William's hands. Like solve. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Michelle, okay, well, best of luck. Thanks, Lauren. You're welcome. Thank you. You know, I keep smelling this thing I wanted you to sniff. Oh. Remember? <laughs> Is it gonna give me energy? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a friend that came over on Saturday and she was going through some of her personal things at her mom's house. Yeah, I know you're looking at this. What I'm holding in my hand, you guys, that I'm gonna toss over at Michelle. It's a napkin in a plastic baggie, but it's actually, a, it's a smell that I'd captured. My, my friend came over and she said, I have something to show you. She's at her mom's going through some old stuff. My friend Sarah, and she said, I have to, sh- I have, you need to smell this. And she handed it to me and I was like, oh Were you my God. teleported? I was teleported. Can't wait. Now, I don't know if you're going to be gonna teleported. Say, do you think that I'm going to feel this might the same? Be, oh my God. I'm going to have you smell this. Okay. And then I'm going to see if you have any feelings at all. And then Great. we'll figure out what's up here. So this smell brings me back to like eighth grade. Oh my God. This uh-huh. is a gap uh-huh. scent. Oh my God. Uh, this is it. a gap scent. Is it like... <laughs> Yep, remember the gift yes, set when you yes, get the she order? had the small gift. Pl- oh my god! Wow, wow. Okay, it's dream. It's remember dream. it well. Mm. We were it's hilarious. Like roll, we like were flipping over backwards. She and then she, I was obsessed with it. She's like, get me a napkin. Where I want to give you a stink. That's at it. hilarious. So dream back in like the nineties. Do you remember? And heaven was another one. Yep. And then grass was the one that everyone got pissed off if you wore because it smelled like you rolled around in it fresh cut grass. It was not my favorite. I'm so glad that that. I think that might have been one of my favorites of that. I don't know if you realize how, how happy my heart is that you knew what that was. Hey, I mean, we grew up in the same freaking house at the same it. time. You know, so good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad you got that. Thank you. Okay, you're so, they're probably selling that. Hmm? I'm glad to have gotten oh, done that. Me, for you. I would have been bummed. We'd have to cut it. I know, you know? it would have been uncomfortable if I was like, oh. God, I just can't, <laughs> I can't place it. Place it. 
never smelled that smell before in my life. So moving along to like oldies but goodies, right? Yes. So this great, this freaking hilarious article popped up on my, if you're not signed up for the Jezebel newsletter yet, people, oh, it's do hilarious. yourself a favor. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a feminist driven, I think, website and they do this great newsletter. You get, I think, articles before they publish them. And yesterday they came out with a whole, a whole article on Love Actually called, um, I rewatched Love Actually and I'm here to ruin it for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle and I, we're not going to go too deep in this article. We just want, we want to encourage you to read it because I, we both, Michelle came over and she, you said you were LOLing at it. Hilarious. I mean, again, this, <laughs> this person's. Uh, explanation breakdown of this movie and all of its varial, various themes like it makes oh you God. question yeah but that's the thing you know I don't want to question it I just want to feel like an airport meeting is a happy place where love is really all around you and Jezebel <laughs> ruined it for me in such a great way though. hilarious do you, so do you like the movie love actually yes but fun fact I didn't like it when I saw it in the theater I'm the, I had to, I'm the reverse. Hmm. I loved it, and now I can't. It kind of annoys me, and now I think I know why. I think this author wrote all the things I couldn't put into words. Like, why is this happening? Like, really, the best friend is going to try to come and kiss the I wife? Mean, what? Laura Linney's hat at the, wi <laughs> the wedding? What? And when the lady's like an F you, Laura, the author literally writes like F you, Laura Linney, for that dumb wool hat you wore to the wedding. And I'm like, you know what? I've always hated that hat. I never got the the more relaxed approach to celebrating things like matrimony. You I need, I know, right? And you need to read this article because they even talk about like poor Emma Thompson when she gets the Joni Mitchell CD, which makes me cry every time. But it's so like, so sad. What the hell? Why didn't you say something to your husband for the GD Joni Mitchell CD? But no, this funny article is like, no, be silent, Emma. That's all you're good for. Yep. <laughs> Limit your personality. So we're going to put it in the show notes. If whether you love or hate <laughs> Love Actually, I think you should watch it. Like Colin Firth's when when the the woman brought a woman to here. Yeah. Here is a girl for you. <laughs> and the what the sister. Yeah. So Colin Firth's character his escapes is, town mm -hmm. and he yes his wife is shagging Banging some his other brother. yeah his brother and Colin Firth retreats to a cabin and a woman like drops off this this woman who only speaks Portuguese which is another problem this author has is that they live in France but she speaks no English no French just Portuguese nope. or something yep <laughs> so and then they he goes and asks for her hand in marriage because they haven't spoken a word. Not one but word. But they're in love. The language of love, baby. And then the sister of this woman is like, in Portuguese, is saying like, come everyone, dad's selling off, what's her face, Aurelia, <laughs> as a sex slave. And and she says that, like, as a slave. And they say that in the movie and the author's like, oh, LOL, so funny, just <laughs> giving your daughter away. I mean, yes, were some of these things so ridiculous? <laughs> every aspect 100 percent. go down in the show notes and read this art it's just a good read it is a good read It'll, it will make you laugh i'm gonna watch it right after i'm done watching the ref oh the ref can't wait it's just there's so many of kevin spacey you know he he now that his reputation is so tarnished and i love loved kevin spacey i think his acting is phenomenal but and i'll still watch the ref but i i'm really bummed you're, you're over him I'm over him. I get it. What a creep. 
Yeah, I mean, it all came bubbling to the surface at some point. Didn't it now? Yeah. Can't be a can't be a creep without everyone everyone not finding out. Yeah, after a, at some point, it's just gonna come catch up to you. It's gonna come catch up, and you know what else is gonna catch up with you? What? Grief. <sighs> wow. Great that segue. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss you a something later. A gold star. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, here's the deal. Michelle and I, we've always talked about, you know, our journey with dementia. So if you're just tuning in, a little background. Our mom, June, died last year of dementia. She had been suffering from it. I don't say battling because there was no battle to be battled. No battle. Nope. And she passed away last April in 2019 after years of being sick. And we experienced our first holiday without our mom in 2019. Real fucking bummer. Yeah, it sure was, wasn't it? You, th- you don't think it's going to be as hard as walking through coping and dealing with a sick parent. And, but at random times, it was, we were texting each other, all of us, how we were crying randomly yes. throughout the day. And yeah, but the thing about with the holiday grief coming up, and Michelle, I, I, I agree with you, it was, it was very difficult. I will say in regards to our mom's situation, let's we'll dive into a little bit of what it was like experiencing the holidays with our mom being mm. sick, because to me, that sucked more than the grieving process I'm experiencing now. Because there was so when when our mom was sick, she would we would have her yes. caregiver come to our home, where and usually Michelle's home because she lived a block away, and that's where we would have um, Christmas Eve, and the caregiver would bring June, and then it would be really kind of sad because you know we're like spoon feeding, we have to make sure that she's it's going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, ha- all hands are on deck. Mm-hmm. At one point, when you have someone who has dementia, they are obsessed with eating, so the early years was. Like caging, like fencing off the yep. kitchen. Yep. So there were a lot of things to navigate, and it made the holidays very sad, and not just being selfish sad for us, but for her. Yeah, it was so sad bad for her. For her. Then the years went by, and we couldn't bring her to our house anymore. Nothing was sadder than the thought of her sitting alone mm-hmm. in that recliner, looking out her window while we were all around the corner, trying to carry on as if normal when... Sick mom's down the road. Sick mom is around the corner. Yeah, so that was really hard. I remember the first year she didn't. I have no Kleenex. That's okay. Oh, I have one right here in case you need it. Thanks. Um, I remember the first year she couldn't come to Christmas was the first year that it really hit me and I started to get the tears, like at Christmas Eve. Yep. And then last year, or sorry, 2018, I knew visiting her at Christmas that that was her last Christmas. You did, Lauren? Of course. She was at a a much different space. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably right around the time I started Googling what is, what is it dying like look look like? like. What do the early stages of death look like? That's what I was seeing. Yeah. 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 Totally different. Struggling with swallowing and mobility. when eating. Yep. So, yeah, real downer, but this is why we wanted to bring it up. Yep, but we wanted to bring this up because there's something that's very unique about this holiday coming up is that, in a way, we're all going to be fucking grieving. Yep. Michelle, I don't know about you. Well, we can talk about this. I know it's a bitch to host everyone sometimes, and it's like a lot for you, but I'm going to miss our Christmas Eve. I'm going to grieve that this year. Like seeing my whole family. Yep. It's not the normal. 
it's not what we are used to Mm-mm. and it feels weird and then doubled on all of uh, you know on top of it being weird you know it's trying to do what we all think is the right thing to do yeah we don't really know do we we? don't no but I can tell you this in regards to not knowing are you talking about like what actions to take during the holidays do we see that kind of stuff it does suck but the good the thing about grief in general but now we've got the holidays and a pandemic coming up is that there is no handbook for grief, which kind of makes this a good situation because it's like, okay, anything can kind of go then in regards to how I feel. Like Christmas Day for some people might be like just kind of getting in a blanket and watching their favorite movie instead of going with their family yes. and making that big ass meal, drinking too much red wine, which sounds so much fun, but it might be an opportunity to create for the moment some new traditions. Yes. Which regarding grief, they say that whether it's the holidays or you're grieving a loved one at any time of the year to implement some new traditions to in remembrance of that person or thing that you have lost yep i've read a lot of really interesting ideas in regards to that what are your thoughts lauren on having an empty seat at a table for a past loved one well we talked about that last episode i believe because of the woman whose son Mm. or the um i guess wendy would you would that be something that you would do in our situation for mom yeah well kind of i've done it before like on mother's day Anthony was like, what do you want to do for the first Mother's yes. Day? And I just wanted Lou Malnati's. It's like my comfort food. Yep. And then we lit a candle and we brought mom's little vase, her her ashes at our table. Mm-hmm. And we like clinked glasses with it. And we, yeah, so I guess I have done that. I actually bring her, her, her ashed body to the table. <laughs> You're hilarious, and you guys talk to her a lot. I oh, do all not. the time. Anthony does too. He'll be like, June, oh, Lauren's at it again. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but that's the thing about grief. If that's what makes me feel good, sometimes I pick it up and give it kisses or I hug it. You know, that just, for whatever reason, I'm doing that because it makes and me that feel gives okay. You comfort. That gives you a sense of comfort. Absolutely. Another thing I saw, Michelle, is of course, when it comes to grief, is to ask for help. And maybe that is you need help around the house and you need someone to throw on a mask and come over. But then or maybe it's mental health help. Okay. Don't be afraid to do that. If you're feeling blue, reach out. If you're feeling out. real blue, reach out. Um, do something kind for another human being. They I often like say, I love this. They often say that people who are grieving at the at loss often make themselves feel good by helping another human being out. Or I also read contributing to maybe a charity that your past loved one might have done in their in their name. Exactly. Oh, that's a great one. I saw that as well. The psychologist from uh, this article from Psychologist Psychology Today, he really went into about like don't underestimate the power of virtual connection. And you know we're like oh Zoom's giving Zoom Christmas. It is. It seems lame, but honestly, seeing your family like in real time that via that medium could be very healing for those that are kind of not doing okay. I can see that. Mm -hmm. We want to assure. So when we're suffering from from grief, which also comes along with guilt and loss and all those yes terrible feelings, they talk about 
making sure that you're not pouring from an empty cup. So this is a this is a shout out and a reminder to all the parents out there and caregivers and whatnot. It is imperative that parents take time to care for themselves, including spending time outside, seeking social support, and engaging in relaxing activities. You have to give yourself grace to feel disappointment and upset about this highly anxious and uncertain time. Yep. And I don't feel like sometimes we give ourselves the space to always do that. I don't think we do very often at all. That's why we always have to remind ourselves to take care. I also, to piggyback onto that, and I think this might be what you're saying, is is also at times of holidays, some of the things that, that are okay when you're grieving is to completely step back mm. and be with yourself or your people in your house and just process your grief yes and say you know what this year this is how I'm going to manage this pandemic or the loss of a loved one I'm just going to step back and do my own thing and that's okay and while you're doing that remember on a universal level that we are that everyone is experiencing a sense of loss mm-hmm. globally yeah. right now lastly I want to sh- throw this out there you know I have a friend who went through some personal stuff and it took her a couple years to put and she loved Christmas it took her a couple years to get that Christmas tree back up Mm. and she finally did this year and it really makes me happy a for her and b that so she's a very wise woman she took the time to not force something to do what she thinks she should do she Mm. actually went along and did what she felt that she shouldn't do which was putting up a freaking Christmas tree with all of these reminders. reminders. That's that hurts. I broke an ornament, by the way. I broke an ornament from mom. Lauren, my tree fell down last year, and about twenty from mom broke. Well, at least you had twenty to have. I have two. Well, maybe four. That's okay. It was a really pretty one, but I chose at that moment. I was like, I can either like cry and freak out. Or, and I was really, it was so beautiful. Was it one of her Christopher Radcos? It wasn't a Christopher Radcos. Actually, ironically, it was a it was a, uh, an ornament I bought her at the Christmas market. It was those beautiful round balls. Pretty. With poinsettias, which are my favorite. And in any case, it slipped, it broke. And I was like, you know what? Ship breaks. Yep. Time to move on. Yep. So you guys, I guess with this being said, you know, take time for yourself. Help someone out just mm-hmm. to cover some bases. Volunteer if you need to yeah, get find, sleep. Get creative to honor your loved one's memory or whatever it is you're navigating right now in a different way. Create something maybe they used to create. And if it's not that you're, it's not, if you're not grieving a lost loved one yeah. and you're just grieving this GD pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the options to get festive AF or not. So do whatever feels yeah, do you. the best for you. Michelle, you okay? I feel like you went on down downer Debbie Road. No, I just I just miss her. I know. This will be how are you feeling? I know we're wrapping up soon, but how are you feeling this holiday season? Fucking confused. Oh. And like just I don't I'm I'm okay with this. Part of me is still in this space where I'm like mourning our mom. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like it's it's only been a couple of years. It's not even been a couple it's years. It's not even been a couple it's of a year years. Year and a half. And part of me wants to crawl in a hole. Oh, okay. I understand. So part of me wants to use the pandemic yes as an excuse to crawl in your hole. To not yeah. Then you might crawl in a hole. And I'm trying not to cry. I'm sorry. Take That's a okay. deep breath in. 
and out. Yep. And that's How are you, happened. Lauren? I'm okay. I well, I was reading this article last night, and as I was re- reading it, Anthony looked at me, and I'm like, sorry, I suddenly started crying. Like, tears were just running down my face because now that I know what that loss feels like, I know how, like, now I might cry. I know how hard that that loss hurts on a physical level. Your heart hurts, and I hate to think of people I know who've lost loved ones crying. That yeah. makes me really sad. Yeah including you yeah and other people I don't know (laughs) and other people I don't know who've lost loved ones this has been a really hard year yeah so you know get in your home get snuggly and grieve however the f you need to grieve just be kind to yourself no handbook remember that and no time no timeline that says oh you should have stopped by now that doesn't exist and ask for help ask for help and speaking of help Michelle and I have written a ton of stuff on our blog if you were to go on it, it's under uh, Real Talk, and it says Our Dementia Journey. Mm-hmm. And we write so we wrote so much about that journey and about grief. So if you're looking for just some something to say, oh, I don't feel, I want to feel less alone, yep. check out those articles. Because we're here for you there. Buckle up. Yep. Okay, Michelle, let's turn this around. Let's turn Real this crown upside down. Real quick, peppermint or gingerbread? Gingerbread. Colored lights or white lights? <sighs> Colored. Oh, see, I like my white. I've got white on the front of my house. Okay. But I have some colored, and they're going up. And I've got, do it. I've drawn some inspiration, some from folks in the hood. They're going up. Folks, I heard people are really decorating. You need to come and walk. Come for oh, a I night am. walk for I'm us coming. in the woods. I am. I'm or doing in the that. town. It's it's very festive. Michelle, one more. Yes. Santa Claus or Krampus? <sighs> Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, except I'm, I'm excited to dive into Krampus. We are, you guys. So here's the deal. So we're gonna ha- we're gonna be on the the happy game, the happy uh, radio show next week. Yep. <laughs> and hey, we got to talk about we some tough talk stuff about sometimes. The tough stuff. It's gonna it's suck. Life. Yeah. This is it. And this is the stuff we talk about off microphones too. So tune in next week. We're going to talk about Krampus, or this week, Krampus and the history of other Christmas things. And it's going to get be forward to it. It's going to be jolly AF. Jolly AF. All right, you guys, we love you. Please leave us a review. Shout out from the mountaintops all about cozy conversations. <laughs> Please, get your big horn. Yeah, get your big horn. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care of yourselves and stay cozy. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.